I'm coming in hot. Oh my gosh, what's going on, Shelby? Look at the mugs. <laughs> For those of you mugs. who uh, can't see, um, Shelby and I now have coming in hot mugs that I drink coffee or that we drink coffee out of. And literally, I have not used another mug since. Same. I feel like it's a vibe when I wake up and I put coffee and I just accept. Like today I'm, I'm coming in hot, you know, it's like today I'm attacking whatever is on my plate, but legit, I've not used another mug. It's also like a great size mug, you know, yes, for oatmeal, even yogurt bowls. So mm. shout out Lindsay Lawrence, girl, you hooked us up. Thank you yeah. for that. This is wonderful. That first sip of coffee, it just always hits different. But now when it's in this mug, it like <laughs> really hits different. I'm telling you a vibe. It is my vibe for sure. For sure. Oh my gosh, Shelby. What's been up, girl? How are you? It's been a hot minute since. I know. I know. Well, first of all, I want to say like, I'm so proud of us for even doing this podcast. And, you know, way back when we even did our first conversation last spring, which in like COVID like time is like years worth of like a month <laughs> is like a year in my mind. Now time just moves so much slower. Um, but when we had that first conversation, it was like, Hey, that was like a great conversation. Do you think anybody would want to listen to this and <laughs> like sitting on the idea for a couple months and now to finally be at the end of season one and have put out so many episodes with great conversation. Just, I know you and I get filled up just doing this, but to know that there are, I mean, at least a hundred people listen to our podcast. I don't know. And maybe that sounds stupid to some people, but like a hundred lives could be impacted just because we jump on a zoom call and talk like that just blows my mind. But anyways, <laughs> I just wanted to start with that, but like, I'm so proud of us for even putting this together and doing it every couple of weeks and now to be in this bonus episode for today like cheers to us like oh, we came in hot that. you know we came in hot cheers <laughs> thanks for saying that because I also think you know like during well I mean what a time that we're in right now that I feel as though everybody is in this stressful storm like the storm cloud is just hanging over our heads right now. And so for you to say like, you're proud of us for showing up and like continuing to do this, like we, you're right, we get so much fulfillment out of it, but you know, it also takes up time for us, like content creation and you know, we're coaches, we have clients to check in with, like our workload, like you have to coach classes, our workload is insane, like to yeah. say the absolute least. And I just like, you're right. I am so proud of us for carving out the time to do this, but like without our listeners though, like, I don't know what those messages that I get, like where's coming in hot or yeah. oh my God, like that episode was amazing. Like, thank you so much for putting that out. And that lights a fire under my ass. And it's like, this is amazing. Yeah. So it's always in the, actually the front of my mind. I was going to say the back, but it's in the front of my mind to do because I think it just helps like also give different perspectives, but from coaches, but for you guys to know that we're also humans in a way and like we got our own stuff going on. Yeah. And uh, I think it's important to point out, like it's not been perfect. 
like this little uh-huh. project for us, like to be completely honest with listeners, like sometimes we're scrambling, like we got to get this, like we got to get on, on a call and talk about this. Like I got to hurry up and edit this. And yeah. you know, it's not always been perfect. And I think that that is going along with what you're saying of everybody just kind of fighting this storm right now, just a lot of people going through tough stuff. And I think you and I have interesting perspectives as coaches, me in a gym and you and I both in this nutrition coaching, even, even though it's an online nutrition coaching, like we, I think have an interesting position that people really confide in us and people really look to us as a release and for support and for guidance. Um, maybe sometimes a little bit of therapy, um, really flirting with that line of, of therapy (laughs) and coaching sometimes. But I think we have an interesting perspective to see that there across the board are a lot of people going through a tough time right now. And it, that tough time is on so many scales. Like I was talking to a member this week and she shared with me some of her struggles and she instantly said, well, I know everybody has stuff. You know, I, I know everybody goes through hard stuff. And I told her, she used the word crap, actually. She goes, everybody has crap. And I responded to her and I said, yeah, everybody does have crap. It doesn't make your crap stink any less. You know, like it's still hard what you're going through. I don't care if this week, what's hard for me is eating my protein or next week, what's hard for somebody else is battling cancer, is dealing with grief, is being homesick, like Whatever it is, it's so relative to each person that I just want everybody to, I don't know if they all feel this because you and I have that unique perspective that we're talking to so many people that we're seeing this connection that a lot of people are, um, to use your words, Kristen, like kind of have this dark cloud and kind of going through a storm right now. And I think, you know, through all of that too, I think what's funny is every person that we have talked to that has expressed the crap and quote that they're going through, they only focus on what they're not doing. Mm. And in reality, I try to transition the conversation into focusing or dialing in on all that they are doing because it's so easy to think, well, I'm not tracking or I'm not doing this. I didn't make it to the gym today or I didn't hit my water goal. Okay, well, what did you do? Did you hit your steps? Like, did you get any movement in? Did you eat a freaking vegetable today? What did you do? Because those steps and how you show up for yourself, you know, this whole mentality, not even just showing up, but showing out and checking off your da- your daily boxes. Because I was having this conversation with one of my clients that when did this whole mentality of showing up become optional? Mm-hmm. Like you open your eyes and you show up. Like that's it. The fact that you know, whatever your belief, religious belief is, or, but if God, for me, I believe in God, but it's like, I open my eyes the next day, Lord willing, that's me showing up. What am I going to do with the opportunities presented throughout that day? No matter how hard it's going to be, how many barriers get thrown at me, no matter how many obstacles come my way, that's an opportunity for me to either show out or I just, kind of tread water and survive the day. And it's okay. Like if you are treading water, if you are just surviving your day, making it to the end, know that you still showed up. It's mandatory. You made it through the day. You made it through a hundred percent of your harder days. Now reflect at the end of the day. Don't just go into bed, scroll social media, and then fall asleep and repeat. 
use that, like use that day as feedback. What happened? What can I implement into my next day to evolve instead of repeating? Yeah. Almost like you're always going to have opportunity because we do are blessed to open our eyes every morning, you know, like the opportunities are going to continue coming through. You have the opportunity to wake up. You have the opportunity to go to the gym. You have the opportunity to connect with a loved one. Like the opportunities will never bottom out, but it's our, our choice, right? Like we have the choice to show up for the workout or to not show up for the workout or, you know, and I, I think really innate, uh, like empowering, I almost said enabling. I don't really want to enable people, empowering people that you always have a choice in what you do. And sometimes we like to play that kind of pity party or kind of get down on ourselves. Like, oh, all this crap is happening to me and I have no choice about it. And yeah, there's days where you're just gonna ride out the storm a hundred percent, like getting through the day, that is a win sometimes. But it's the difference between you when you let that kind of continue on and continue to build and continue to just beat you up and act like you don't have a choice to make a change. So this was so off topic from what we were even wanting to talk about, but I think maybe slightly connected because we want to talk about the holidays. Next week is Thanksgiving. Christmas is like a month away. 2022 is like a wrap basically that blows my mind or 2020 what year are we in 2021 is Wait, almost- I disagreed with you I was <laughs> like yeah I know <laughs> I'm telling you COVID time is a different kind of time it's a different time scale 2021 is almost a wrap but not yet okay it is not yet a wrap we still got a solid I don't know six to eight weeks left um, yeah. of the year that we can make progress, that we can enjoy our life and not just skip forward to new year. And listen, I love new year. That's my favorite holiday. Like not just the day, you know, of like celebrating and, and being with friends and family, but new year is like a fresh start. And I feel like we're probably going to do a podcast about that next no. year, but we're not done yet with 2021. Like so many people at, right now in their lives are like, it's a wrap, close the book. You know what? I'm done for the year with a lot of things, right? Not just their health and nutrition with family time, with showing up for yourself, with their mental health, with their work, like anything. A lot of people at this point um, are just wrapping it up. And I think there's still time for us to grow, to make progress, to be our best self. And so um, while we are riding out this storm, I think the connection was there's still time left. Well, and also just gaining momentum, like uh, take advantage of today because tomorrow is never guaranteed. Like I'm not even going to lie as cliche as that sounds like think about gaining momentum now so that 2022 is a different year than 2021. Like if you have these goals in mind, think about picking up the momentum now to start off the year to go it not even start the year January one, like this is the year of my health. Well, you know how overwhelming that sounds like for you to focus on moving your body, working out, if you're new to that, to diving into your nutrition, which I feel like has a hundred different branches that we can get into, to 
balancing that out with life in general. Start now, pick up the momentum, engross yourself in information, slow your roll into it instead of trying to bombard yourself with so much information at once. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, navigating nutrition during the holidays, like I just want you to know, and going off of what you were saying, Shelby, about like your choices and your decisions, they truly all add up no matter how small it feels in that moment. If let's say the day before Thanksgiving, eat, if you're not tracking your food, but let's say you want to eat or you prioritize fruits and vegetables that day, like your micronutrients, that adds up by the end of the week. Okay. Like it may not feel like it in the moment. You're like, oh, I'm just eating fruits and vegetables. That's something you didn't have to do. That decision, that choice will truly make a difference in the long run because you're going to look back and remember that day and think, yeah. I did that. I remember when I had that big bowl of greens and it may get associated with like a type of increased energy level or your digestion was more on point that day. Like don't just wait, you know, like don't just use the holidays to be light on yourself, to give yourself that excuse of, well, I'm just not going to do anything. I'm just not going to be mindful. I'm just not going to. And Shelby, we had a conversation about this the other day that I want you to pick up with, but this whole like term mindfulness and how to be mindful and what that means, because I think we kind of take that very lightly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were just talking about people kind of using it as an excuse and like to call out some of our clients, like, you know, yeah. I had a week and like, I just decided to be mindful on the weekend. And then I ask you, you know, kind of what your habits were over the weekend or what you were eating. And it is complete opposite of, of our program of what, of what they're saying they want, what they're saying, what they're committing to Monday to Friday. And then they're saying they're being mindful is like complete opposite and not, you know, the most nutritious choices not respecting our hunger levels or our appetite or, um, you know, what our body is, is needing from us movement wise. And, um, so yeah, that's kind of where we were going with that conversation of just being mindful is, is, is continuing your normal habits, right. But without being as dialed in necessarily, or as like to the T, right. Like our nutrition program, we do ask our clients to track their food. We feel like Tracking your food brings you great awareness to what you are putting into your body, how much you are putting into your body. Then we can analyze that to make adjustments to reach your goals and so that your body is feeling its best, right? So that is how we would prefer our clients to operate around nutrition most of the time, not 100% of the time, right? Not 100% of the year. The holidays are one of those times I think that Kristen and I really encourage our clients to again, this word be mindful, which means if you can load up on those fruits and veggies, great. If you can still hit your water, great. We're still incorporating lean protein sources on our plate, right? Like we're still building really balanced meals, but also we're allowing ourselves to crave and enjoy those nice, yummy things that happen around the holidays. Yeah. Can I add to that about the tracking too? And it's Like if you're listening to this and you are already getting this overwhelmed feeling of tracking, like tracking is not a forever thing. I think we get scared of tracking because we're scared of this failure mentality. Like, oh, I didn't do it one day, so I'm failing at this. So I'm just not gonna do it anymore because it's too hard. 
tracking is a useful tool like you were saying to bring awareness to what you're having but don't just track to track for numbers i think we get so yes. dialed in on numbers track and use it as a diary bring that awareness to what you're having how much you're having and then take that mental snapshot so that when the holidays or any party i don't care if it's in july or let's say it's a weekend like a weekend getaway or just a simple saturday when you go to eat when you go to eat your meal, you now have a visual snapshot of what a portion size looks like on your plate. So now you're roughly in the ballpark. Yeah. So if you're like flirting with this idea of tracking, but you're being so hard on yourself because you know you can't be consistent with it, don't let this fear of failure failure cripple you. Like track, maybe set a goal to track three times a week. You know, if there's other days that you have something different than, I don't know, earlier in the week compared to later in the week, commit to what you can so that you can at least gather data from it without tracking. We can't, your coach can't provide any feedback. You're not getting any feedback. We just don't know, you know, and it's yeah. not safe to assume because if you have a specific specific fat loss or weight loss goal it's really going to be hard to guide you in any direction there so yeah. I see yeah. it as like and I mean I had this same switch in my own experience with a coach my own my own nutrition um journey but stop using it as a means to an end and start using it as a learning tool right? Exactly to your point. Like it's not just to track the numbers so that I go down a couple pounds on the scale and then my life is perfect, right? Wow. Use it as a learning tool so that almost that you can graduate and eventually not track your food and still be able to fuel your body with the most energy to have your best mood, to perform the best in your day-to-day, -day, in your workouts, like learn from you tracking your food, exactly what you're saying. So when I track four ounces of chicken, I'm visually looking at my plate and committing to my memory. This is what four ounces of chicken looks like. Now, when I go to my Thanksgiving dinner, I can understand what four ounces of turkey is going to look like on my plate. And I do want to like asterisk this by saying, if I want six ounces of turkey, I'm going to freaking eat six ounces of turkey at Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'm just using this as an example. It is not meant to track your food. So then at those meals, you can restrict yourself, right. track those foods so that you can fuel yourself while enjoying those special occasion meals, those holiday meals. And on top of that, when you're reading nutrition labels, the nutrition or the serving size is suggested just yeah. because the nutrition label says one cup is a serving size doesn't mean one cup is your serving size. Yes. This is why you have a nutrition coach to set these goals for you. Like the other day, shout out Trader Joe's. They make a bomb asparagus risotto, that microwavable meal. Oh my God, mm. it was so good. It was cheesy, delicious. <laughs> um, it said on the nutrition label, I believe it was half a cup or three quarters of a cup. But my budget for my calorie goal or for my macro goals I had a little bit more to play with. So I was like, this is bomb. I want a little bit more. So I went ahead and increased my own portion size beyond what the nutrition label was saying, but still was it what was within my range of what my goals were set mm -hmm. to. So serving sizes are suggested. It's a good rule of thumb to just follow along and see, but I'm trying to think of like, 
what sources are out there that just have completely ridiculous um, serving sizes. I don't know, like I feel like cereal, one cup of, no, yeah. peanut butter, peanut <laughs> butter. Who has ever measured out an actual serving size of peanut butter and got extremely sad afterwards? Yes, it's Me. not enough. It's never enough. <laughs> but cereal, cereal is also a good example. I feel like anything kind of processed yeah. It's, they always put low serving sizes because then that nutrition label looks amazing, right? Because, oh, one serving is only a, a hundred calories. Well, that's three ounces of chips, which is like four chips. <laughs> like, so yeah, I mean, definitely be aware of, of those serving sizes. And I, I love that you uh, gave that example of the risotto too. And I want to circle back to another part of mindful eating of, I heard this on Victoria Garrick's podcast y'all should check her out it's called the real pod she talks a lot about body image and um, mental health but she talked about respecting your hunger right and respecting your fullness so i think that's i think really hit me when i think about mindful eating so not just like the food sources not just the amount but then also mentally checking in with myself of like yeah. shelby are you hungry for more sweet potatoes at yeah. Thanksgiving. Are you actually hungry for the green bean casserole? Or do you feel like you have to eat it because, well, this is part of Thanksgiving. Well, I need one of everything on the table. Like, no, yeah. no, you don't. You don't have to eat everything. Like check in with your body, like physically, like your stomach, like your hunger levels, but also check in with your cravings. And I'm going to like throw this over to you, Kristen, to talk about cravings and all of that. But I just think that's a big part of being mindful. Like stop, ask yourself, am I hungry? And am I hungry for this specifically? How much do I think I'm hungry for? And then while you're eating, check in with your fullness, right? Am I satisfied? Do I really want more? Or am I now going to go over the edge and make myself a little bit miserable and feel bloated and feel tired and groggy? And I mean, I had a whole experience with ravioli last night. I was just gonna bring that up. Did you want? I'll share. Okay. If <laughs> well, you wait, get before, grossed out, maybe like trigger warning for people here. <laughs> uh, well, wait. Before we go into that, because uh, your experience, I think, is so relatable in so many ways to get intentional with how yeah. your body responds to certain things and why we track and all of that. But I think going back to cravings and why we feel like sometimes. I don't know if anybody else can relate to this, but when there is an overwhelming amount of food on the table of like, you know, the actual meal and then desserts, we kind of go into this blackout mode because it's so overwhelming that we eat so quickly. Like we don't pick our head up from the table. We are just so locked into our plate where it's like, go, go, go that we don't realize we're full until after it's all gone. Mm. And so this holiday, this Thanksgiving, I'm going to challenge everybody to slow down, actually taste your food. Um, my grandpa gave me this tip like growing up. He said, count to 25 in your head, like make sure you chew your, chew your, <laughs> your food. Yeah. Till it's actual mush and then swallow it. And granted, I'm not going to sit there and count to 25 every single bite, but be mindful of how you are entirely chewing your food because um, relating it to your digestion, your body's going to digest it easier if it actually is mush and not like swallowing turkey whole down your throat. Yeah. Um, and uh, to another point there, going to our like cravings and sweets, prime example 
just because it's a holiday doesn't mean you're going to like something when you know you already don't like it. So yeah. for me, sour candy. Okay. I'm not going to say I hate sour candy or anything like tart or anything like that, but I'm a huge chocolate girl. Like I know like that is my ish. Like you give me a chocolate eclair, a chocolate cake or pumpkin pie or apple pie or something, anything sweet. That is my niche. That is me to a T. So if there is a tart fruit cake or something that's sour or anything like that, I'm probably not going to push myself over the edge and reach for that on top of having all my sugar, chocolatey indulgences, because that would push me over the edge. And what's the point of me reaching for that if I know I don't like it? Yeah. That is just me not being mindful. That's me just assuming because it's this day's labeled Thanksgiving that I'm going to like it. And then I'm going to be doubled over in pain and the risk is not worth or the reward's not worth the risk there. So yeah, I think that's a key, that's a key part, like weighing out the the craving, the risk, the reward, and then making that decision on mm -hmm. is this really something that my body wants? Is this really something that I want before you make that decision to eat it? And I think to hit on too of like slowing down while you're eating, like let's remember the reason for the season, right? Yes. Like hate to be cliche whether it's Christmas, right? Or Thanksgiving, um, 4th of July, even like, again, birthday party, weekend celebration, whatever. What is the reason for this special occasion? Is it to be with family, right? Is it to like Christmas time? Do you have a, you know, a religious reason for, for that holiday? Um, what is the root reason of gathering? And I guarantee you it's not food, right? Fuel, food is to nourish our body to fuel us. It is just traditionally in our, our culture and society, that is how we gather people is a meal. But the actual food, like we're not all coming together for turkey. Like, yeah. you know, like, or we shouldn't be, <laughs> we shouldn't be. But turkey might be what brings us together, I guess, but we're doing it to be with each other, to have this family time, this friend time, whatever it may be. So slow down and make that the reason for the season, not the food you're putting in your mouth. Like slow down, have conversations across the table, like pick your eyes up, look around. And yeah. hopefully that engages everybody else in the table as well. And you just feel more fulfilled out of that holiday. I mean, challenge yourself to be the last one done at the table. Like I have no problem finishing my, my dinner while everybody else's plates are empty. I have no problem with that. Like, because I enjoyed conversation I engaged with people at the table, right? And I, uh, that filled my emotional cup up. And also it helped me kind of um, be more mindful of my eating that I wasn't overstuffing myself with things that aren't really feeling good in my body. And think about it this way too. When you look back in six months on the holiday, you're not gonna be talking about the food that you're eating. You're gonna be talking about the memories that you made at that table. You're gonna be talking about the conversations that you had with Aunt Sally or Uncle Joe or whatever, you know? Like this whole idea of memories over calories. Yes. Make memories without stressing over your calories because you're not gonna look back and think, wow, I'm so glad I didn't have that Santa cookie. Yeah. Like, I don't even remember what I ate last Tuesday. Like, right. Literally like, yesterday, I'm like, what did I even have for lunch? Like, thank God for my diary, you know? But like, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, 
if that kind of motivates or pushes anybody as far as <laughs> we've given you a lot of tips on mindful eating, but like make the, make the reason for the season actually be something that matters, not about your food. There's the um, title of this episode. I, yeah. I really think it is. Yeah. I love it. Um, I love it. Yeah. I think back to my ravioli story. Sorry to leave you all hanging <laughs> on this, but last night I factored in, I got this nice spinach and ricotta ravioli from Sam's Club fit into my macro goals. I was like, I love me some pasta. Wow. I actually wanted to have it with more of like a red sauce, like a marinara. We were out at my house and I was not willing to go to the store. All we had was an Alfredo sauce, which again, fit into my nutrition goals. I don't have a problem with it. Tastes great. Sure. Put in some grilled chicken with it as well. Well, let me tell you, it did not sit right with my body. <laughs> I'm going to leave it there. Okay. I messaged Kristen. So within, I think two hours, I already started to feel and see the effects of that food on my body. Now that is not something that I eat normally. It's something I thought would be different. Mix up my meals. I know my husband was going to really like it. Um, I thought it would be tasty. Honestly, it was just okay. It wasn't even that great. So the risk, as far as risk to reward that we talked about, high risk, low reward, okay? You can, y'all get where I'm going with this. But I messaged Kristen and I was like, wow, I, one, I'm so proud that I'm in tune with my body at this point, that I am aware of how I'm feeling, number one, recognizing bloat, recognizing discomfort, um, and then being curious about why do I feel this way? What did I eat today? How did I move today? Um, you know, just being curious about how I might be getting this feeling and immediately was able to connect that to, well, this Alfredo ravioli is the only thing that's like kind of different than what I would normally do. And that's a lot of dairy that I was then, then realized like, not that I cut out dairy, I don't cut out anything in my diet, but I've never really had that much at one sitting for very, very, very long. Maybe since I was like a kid, you know, yeah. and your, your digestive system is just different, yeah. but yeah, that I think is pointed that out to me. And honestly, I overindulged a little bit because I looked at my goals and I said, it serving size was one cup of ravioli. I put that one cup in my bowl. I was like, decent size serving, but I can, I have more room to consume. I think this is going to be delicious. So let me add a little bit more. And I did feel like at the end of that meal, I, I was overly satisfied. Like I didn't respect my fullness. I didn't pause. I was just eating to like get into my goals, which is fine sometimes, but just need to pause and like respect that fullness. And then I sent a, a picture to Kristen of my stomach versus what my stomach looked like the previous week. And I was like, this is wild to me, how much food can either heal us or how just different foods for different bodies can create different impacts. And that was just so much knowledge for me. And so now going forward, like I'm not going to cut out ravioli. I am not gonna cut out Alfredo sauce. I am now gonna be more mindful about how that reacts in my body and in the future, weigh out the risk and reward. Now, if I go to a nice Italian restaurant with like some homemade ravioli 
homemade sauce, like that risk and reward, I might be okay with that decision, but my version at home, (laughs) not worth it. So to, to, you know, to include this into our conversation right now, Thanksgiving coming up, Christmas coming up and choosing things that one, you know, you're going to enjoy, but if you already know that that doesn't react so well in your body, like, think about that, like how you're going to feel the rest of the day. Like, I feel like people, especially around Thanksgiving, really glamorize like being stuffed after their meal. And it's like, that's not really the goal. (laughs) Yeah. But I think it's, it's definitely worth noting that me and you can laugh about this because of how aware and in tune you are with your body because of the uh, data that you collected from that. Like you, in your message, you had this joking tone to it because you, because you know, in your mind too, like that bloat, you're going to wake up tomorrow. Like you yeah. woke up today and felt a hundred percent. You're like, I knew that this bloat is going, is temporary. I yeah. know that I'm not going to feel like this tomorrow because I know I'm not going to have this majority of my time, especially tomorrow. Like you collected that data. So it's worth noting that we, we can laugh right now because we know that it was temporary. We know that like, wow, that's how my body reacted to that. Like, okay, noted, won't be doing that yeah. majority of my time, but maybe on special occasions. <laughs> yeah. And I should have taken a picture this morning. Cause then I literally, I weighed myself. I weighed the exact same as yesterday. Um, but then, and then I looked at my stomach. Like I do like a side view to see the bloat completely back to normal, you know? Yeah. And so my, it, my body worked through it. I finished the night by drinking 40 ounces of water. Like I had dinner super early. So I had time to drink a lot of water. So I helped kind of flush that out. I know that sounds like a lot, but I had dinner at like five 30. So it's easy to get in though. Yeah. In my mind. mind. Yeah. (laughs) So I drank a ton of water to help that. And then I woke up this morning and I picked right back up. Right. I didn't like continue to eat foods that I knew would make me miserable just to be like, Oh, well the week is trash. You know, like I was like, no, my body needs me back on lean protein vegetables to help with that digestion, water, like get back to it. Um, so just kind of tips there as far as overindulging on something at the holidays, you know, find, get curious about it and then find ways to relieve that. Don't just say like, Oh, it is what it is. Or, Oh, it's just the holidays. Like you should be fueling yourself or eating foods that make you feel good, not make you feel bad. That sounds so simple, but like, that's what we do. We just eat foods sometimes that make us feel bad. And I know we're kind of jumping all over the place right now, but to your point of overindulging, because let's say it does happen. Okay. Let's say we do, and we are feeling really guilty about it. Don't let that transfer into the next day. Don't let that transfer into the next meal, like break the cycle, follow up with a habit that is more nutritious. So one trick that really, really has saved me in a lot of situations here, because sometimes it's hard to step away from the buffet. It's so hard, especially when the food is in sight, it's always gonna be in mind. So when I have my sweet tooth and it is like raging, what I'll do is I'll always ensure that there is some sort of fruit like in the area, in the environment that I'm in. And if I catch myself reaching for chocolate, like one hand after the next, make sure you follow up with 
I don't know, maybe something a little bit more nutrient dense, follow up with maybe next time I reach for it, a piece of fruit. Fruit is something that is so sweet, but then it's also going to break your mindset of, okay, I don't need this processed sugar. I'm kind of picking right back up with fueling with a little bit, something that's a little bit more nutrient dense. You're breaking the habit. You're breaking the cycle of reaching for that chocolate one hand after another. And if you break that system, then your mind is going to be relieved of constant going for that sugary item so increasing nutrients following up with a piece of fruit or something that next day or even like after after that meal if you are having it at lunchtime or breakfast or I don't know when you people Thanksgiving but you know get moving afterwards if you're feeling sluggish if you feel like yourself is in a slump we talked about this in another podcast but put your shoes on, take that first step, like literally remove yourself from the environment and just get going. And that can change up everything. And I want to really hit on what we're not saying is go over exercise your body for what you ate. We are not saying that we are saying help your body start to feel better by literally walking 10 minutes. We're not saying go get on the elliptical for an hour Go run on the treadmill for 30 minutes as fast as you can. Yeah. We are not saying over-exercise your body to make up for what you ate. And I think this is a great segue. I know we're getting a little bit long here, but I want to wrap up by talking about talk around food during the holidays or interactions with we got time. interactions with people surrounding like food talk, body talk around the holidays, because this is probably what makes it the hardest for people to eat nutritiously, to feel like they're not quote off the wagon or quote off track during the holidays is because they are feeling pressure and judgment from the people that they're sharing these holidays with. And one, that's just not okay. But sometimes we can't avoid that, right? We can't choose our family most of the time. Um, the people that we spend these holidays with, sometimes we can't choose who, who those people are and we can't control what people think or believe or what they say to us. But that's probably, um, for me, what I feel like has impacted some of my less nutritious choices is peer pressure and judgment from the people around me. So with that, like, if you guys have been on your health and fitness journey for a while, think about the identity that you are creating. Nobody has the right, and it is not valid for anybody to make comments about your habits, your routine, your choices. Like it's your body. You are the only one that truly knows what it needs and what it wants. And so if I want to go for seconds, heck yeah, I'm going for seconds. Okay. Or if I want something to, or if I want to indulge on something sweet, like nobody has the right to be making the comments on that. Yeah. Or your body in general. Yeah. I'm just going to throw that out there again. We talk about that a lot, but I think there's two, two sides to this that I've experienced and that I feel I am anticipating experiencing next week at my table. One, somebody's going to comment on my body as far as being fit, being healthy. And here's the comment that just gets under my skin. Well, there's going to be a couple, but here's one of them. Oh, Shelby can't have that. Shelby can't eat that. Shelby can eat whatever the hell she wants to eat because it is Shelby's body. And she's going to determine that. And that just lights me up that people think that they 
one can make decisions for me in any capacity, but especially about food. I just really hate that statement because the, I feel like the sustainable plan that I'm on is because I do get to choose everything that I eat. I don't eliminate any foods. I don't eliminate any food categories. I can have sweets. I can have turkey. I can have mashed potatoes with sour cream mixed in. Like I can eat whatever the hell I want to eat. It is nobody else's responsibility or right to comment or tell me that. Well, hey, and nowadays, if you're healthy, if you are a healthy human, you are now the outlier. Yep. People yep. are- How old. dare you come to my table and be healthy? <laughs> like, God forbid I eat a freaking vegetable, like a piece of broccoli or something. Like, right, right. Like, so now, I'm on, now I'm on a diet. Now that means I can't have a cannoli. Like, uh, I don't- <laughs> Literally, and again, to your point a, a while ago about like, we can joke about this because we have a very healthy relationship with yeah. food. We have, we have navigated these situations. Maybe it's not so funny for some of our listeners because this is a very real reality, but we're joking about it because once you do repair your relationship with food and diet culture and body talk, like we're laughing because it is so ridiculous of, yeah. of a way to act around people or that people are making those comments. Well, and it's because we know our identity. We know who we are. Like we are healthy people. We are structured, routine individuals who know the benefits of taking care of our body and taking care of our health. The people who are reflecting any sort of negative comments or like sarcastic things towards you, it's because they're envious of you because yes. you have control over your health. Oh my gosh. You have the freedom with it. And so this holiday season, strut your boots in there and go in confident as to who you are. You are that bitch. You are that bitch that is healthy AF. Yes. My job. Oh my gosh. End the episode. I mean, <laughs> you are so right. And I'm like committing that to memory because again, I'm anticipating to run into this in the future. And like, first, like put Kristen, what she just said right now, I'm going to clip that audio and send it to all of our clients. And when you are feeling a little low, you play that. And you just know, know who you are and own it and do not be apologetic about it and at all. And I love that so much. The other thing I think that happens, um, and again, it at least personally happens with me, people start to make it about them, that they notice that you're healthy. They notice that you're making healthy choices, nutritious choices, or they, they, they observe how you are behaving, moving your body and eating around the holidays. And they start to make it about them in the way of, I'll never be your size. Well, I just can't eat like that because da, 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 da. Um, I'm going to have to, I'm not going to be able to eat for four days after Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah. Kristen is literally eye rolling so hard right now. And I <laughs> second that right? Like I'm going to have to exercise for two hours straight to burn off all those cookies. Like yeah. one for you listening right now, just like it is somebody, it is not somebody else's responsibility to comment on your body. Please do not feel like it is your responsibility to help that person. If it, if you can't protect your own peace and your own health journey by helping them, don't don't help them through that. You know, 
And I want us to share, Kristen, remind me to do this, that graphic that we found. Um, and it was actually from the, I think, National Disordered Eating Organization, but it was state common statements around food uh, during the holidays and then ways, um, other statements that you could say in response to that. So for example, someone saying, I'm gonna have to exercise for two hours after this Thanksgiving meal. Well, then the response was, you don't need to earn your food with exercise. Yeah. You know, and you can say that one comment and be done. If you, if you would choose to comment, you can also choose to not comment. That's an yeah. option for you to not engage in that kind of negative body talk, that kind of negative food talk. That is an option. Remove yourself from that conversation, redirect it somewhere. Yeah. yeah. But also know too, like if that individual wants to go do that, by all means, let them. That doesn't mean that you have to do it either. Yes. That like, is their body. Yeah. They, not yours. Yeah. If they want to talk about that, they're working through their own stuff, their own crap. You yeah. know, like, you know how to get yourself back on track. You know how to pick right back up with your healthy habits, how you feel your best. You don't need to overtrain. You don't need to undereat. Like that is a vicious cycle that that relative or friend or whoever is in that you work so hard to break. Don't let them reel you back in. It kind of reminds me of like that crab visual where like a bunch of crabs are in a bucket and you're trying to like climb out of that bucket and it's like barely on the edge. And then all of a sudden all these other crabs like stack on top of each other to drag you back down. Yeah. Like be that confident crab that gets yourself outside of that bucket. Like sprint, like yeah. so far. <laughs> oh, no. I love so. it. I love the references out of you today. This is great. But yeah, the there's so thing. much in there. And as all of our people that regularly listen know, like we could keep going. Yeah. But any any final thoughts that you have on just holiday season, committing to your health, mindful eating, comments from family members, like anything that's like really still weighing on you that you want people to know? Yeah, I would say just to wrap up everything choose okay or first off when you're in the situation or in the environment scan everything that's there all right scan choose and commit to your indulgences accept it accept what you're doing so that way we loosen our expectation of the result afterwards we're in, this is a season of maintaining not straining don't put stress on yourself mentally to want to lose weight if your body weight doesn't fluctuate from five to seven pounds from extra sodium sugar you are a prisoner to your food Okay. Mm -hmm. And we are never going to look back and think, wow, I'm so happy I did that. Okay. So allow yourself to maintain, accept that. And let's say we do overindulge, move forward. It's done. It's in the past. We can't do anything about it. So move forward. Take, take the steps forward to get yourself back on track. Use those opportunities to feel better, not only just physically, but mentally hydrate, move your body, increase your nutrients, your fruits and veggies. So commit, accept, move forward, leave the past in the past. Nice. Yeah. I love all that. I think my biggest takeaway is the, like, remember the reason for the season, right? Yeah. Memories, memories over calories all day long, like to make it really morbid. This is what went through my mind. Like if I'm laying in my casket at my funeral 
and somebody walks up to me, to my body <laughs> and says, you know, she was really good at dieting. Like I have not lived a fulfilling life. Wow. You know, I want people to say she lived her fullest. She showed up for every holiday with just spunk and happiness and loved being around people, loved making memories. Like that stuff you want people to say about you at the end of the day, right? I don't want people to remember me as somebody, oh, she's always counting her calories and that's all she cares about. She was always exercising and never spent time with family. Like remember the reason for this time, remember the reason around all of these special occasions and memories over calories every time. Yeah, that hit hard. I see that. <laughs> Period. I'm literally just in my thoughts right now. Yeah. <laughs> just because I, like, I resonate with that so hard, especially after going through that prep and what I just did and tracking and being so diligent. You know, it's, yeah, that was a season of my life. Now I'm in this season of fulfillment. So I need to really stay true to myself on that and make sure that I give myself grace for committing to being present, not only just with family, but with my food as well, and not beating myself up if I don't track this one day or if I don't track that one meal. And so I just, I thank you. I really appreciate you saying that. Yeah, for sure. So. All well, right, guys. Good. To end this on a happier note here, this was coming in hot. Thank yeah. you guys for tuning in and elevating your mindsets with us today. If any of the chats that we discussed today, any topic, please reach out to us. Like we love your messages and just letting us know any feedback. We're always open to it. If you guys want us talking about any specific topic, um, please let us know too. I mean, we'll sit here and talk for hours. So with that, we will see you guys next time. I'm coming in. What's up, guys? This is Coach Kristen. Thanks for listening to Coming In Hot. We hope you've elevated your mindset with us today and inspired you to be your healthiest self. Hit that subscribe button and share with your friends. And be sure to follow and tag us on Instagram where we share even more health, fitness, and mindset content. You can follow us at, at fitbody underscore ENC or follow me at Kristen underscore Zam with two M's and Coach Shelby at Shelby Gwynn underscore fit. This was coming in hot. I'm coming in hot.